2: Right now I'm talking with a dude named Knox Colby. He is a singer of a band called Enforced uh, from Richmond, Virginia. Is that right? Yes. Richmond. Are you at home right now in Richmond?
0: No, I'm actually, I'm on a job right now. Just okay. In
2: the, hopped in the van to talk to you. Sounds good, man. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your normie job? What's your day job?
0: Uh, I actually started my own business at the beginning of this year. I do uh handyman work and. Home repair, apartment repair, building supervision, stuff like that. Wow! So I'm 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 power washing this massive driveway right now. It's taken me <laughs> a lot longer than I thought it would. Uh, yeah, I probably still have another two hours to go, and uh, I'm
2: so wet and so cold. <laughs> <laughs> you. I,
0: uh, it's not a
2: good day. Damn. Um. Okay. So. I appreciate you taking time out of this, this long, arduous test to try and try to buy the record.
0: My knees really deserve the break. So thank you. There you go. go. Uh,
2: Men, OK, so it's been a while. You know, we talked in the in the uh, kind of lead up to Kill Grid, and hey, hey. You, you have a new album. Uh, definitely should mention that the new album is called uh, War Remains on Century Media. Your are second on Century Media. And uh so man, you guys dropped Kilgrid kind of in the middle of the pandemic in the beginning. What was that? Uh was that difficult to kind of promote that record um amidst the pandemic, or did you guys try as hard as you could?
0: Uh yeah, I mean it got pushed back like three times. Oh wow. So it's supposed to it was supposed to originally come out in the summer of uh, 2020, but it ended up coming out in March of 2021. Mm-hmm. I think I got pushed back like four times. Um but I mean and I think it just caused a little bit more hype, I guess, because everyone was waiting so long for it. And then when the singles really, you know, started churning out and stuff in December and stuff, everyone knew like, okay, it's finally coming out. It's finally coming out. And um, yeah, our fan base, you know, like skyrocketed from that record. I mean, we've done so much of that record yeah. um, that, yeah that really opened a lot of doors for us in terms of like tours and shows and festivals and like that so i'm glad it took so it came out when it when it needed to be so in in retrospect i'm not mad about it at all
2: that's awesome uh so you know the the there's you uh our first conversation we kind of talked a little bit about how you kind of came from hardcore and you know on century media right now there's there's quite a bit of kind of hardcore and metal crossover. You know, you got bands like Frozen Soul, you got bands like Sogabog you got Enforced, you know, uh is that all kind of a coincidence or is it seems like there's like a hardcore death metal, you know, tag team taking over century media. It's pretty badass.
0: Yeah, I think you just recognize that um that some of the younger bands are really pushing to do, you know, pushing to do go bigger and pushing to do more and pushing to um. really I don't know what's a good word just just be on the road and, and to promote uh, in kind of a newer social media client uh, or like atmosphere than maybe some of the older roster and they can you know excite new people get new fans uh, and get a whole new you know groundswell um, type of people into Century media which who we probably weren't you know, familiar with it before
2: sure cool man well um so tell me a little bit about like the the re- the new record uh, again it's called war remains uh tell me a little bit about like uh how long did you guys take to to work on it and you guys you know take take some time you had probably had to take some time off of work how long did you guys you know focus on recording and, and writing
0: recording took about a week okay so that wasn't that big of a deal we were in between tours it was We did it in between the At the Gates tour and the Slave to the Grave tour. So we did it in September. I mean, with scheduling and stuff, it wasn't like a solid week. It was like day here, day there, day. But I think total, not even a week of time. Um, We just kind of came, conquered, and went with it. Um, uh, I mean, we've been writing it since since Kildred, uh, we've never stopped writing. And so I mean a lot of the uh a lot of the arrangements are way different uh, than they originally were. I found in my Google Drive all the demos
2: mm-hmm.
0: of uh maybe like three or four of the songs. and they're so unbelievably different to the point where it's just like, I've never heard this song before in my life and it bangs. And then the only part that I recognize is like the last 10 seconds. he was like, oh, that's the riff from this song. Now that's the main riff for a song. And they just scrapped everything else. So, but I mean, these recordings are, you know, two, three years old. So, uh, yeah, it's just cool to kind of go back into the memory bank and just see how long, how much everything's progressed. I mean, um, They, uh, Will, Zach, and Alex write every Thursday. And I think regardless, like, uh, I mean, they may not every now and then, but that's, that's up to them. But I think they've been writing every Thursday for forever. Um, so I think, I mean, even though War Remains is done, they've said that they already have four songs for the next album done. Because War remains has been written since June, yeah. just bef- probably probably around Europe when we went to Europe. Um, so they've been writing ever since then, and you know they're they're pretty confident and everything. So I haven't heard them yet, so maybe they suck. I don't know.
2: I talked to some artists, and they're like, "Man, you know this album's not even out yet, and we're tired of it." Yeah. Hope, hope you're not tired of the record yet.
0: No, I'm not tired. I'm super excited. Um, I will say, uh, Alex and Zach have another band, this like DB crust band called Destruct. Sick. They just put out their second LP, but that second LP has been shelved for, I think, a year and a half.
2: Holy crap.
0: So before their second LP even came out, they recorded their third LP. Wow. <laughs> so... They're like backlogged now that like they're gonna have to be playing that second LP that they really don't give it out that's for uh, yeah, for for a while.
2: That's (laughs) luckily
0: we we don't have that problem, but I mean, Zach is a force to reckon with when it comes to writing riffs. Like, he has a near infinite arsenal of killer riffs. If you've never listened to Destruct, please check them out. I think they're. Their newest album is called uh, Fries the Mocking Mother Nature, or something like that. It's very metal, it's dope, it's super punk.
2: Uh, you casually mentioned, like, you're like, yeah, just on the At the Gates tour. Like, okay, so At the Gates, what was that like touring with those legends? That's insane oh, and awesome.
0: What do you think? <laughs> uh, it was uh it was a wild time i mean granted it was only like 12 days because mm-hmm. i mean they did that slaughter you know the soul tour that thing was streamlined they hit i guess they would technically do a full u.s at least from west coast to east coast in two weeks yeah. which is you're skipping a lot of places but you're hitting a lot of big ones uh so all those shows were huge most of them if not all of them were sold out um it was it was a wild ass time i mean we're homies with everybody in municipal waste so that was fun to to pal around the country again with them and um me you know tomas and everybody from at the gates was really cool i mean those are some serious veterans <laughs> and uh yeah it was nice to 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 meet new people and get a different perspective on a lot of things um they were by the end of it they were they were enforced fans that's yeah. that's nice
2: <laughs> that's so good
0: yeah I, I i we met them at they play the same stages as us at Hellfest, and um so i wanted i was like well i know we're we going to do that tour might as well introduce myself mm-hmm. so i met them backstage and they were like oh dude you guys were fucking killer earlier i was just like you watched us I was at, like, noon. That was, like, 10 hours ago. Why? You should be in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you doing, man? Um, but now they're like, no, that, that was an awesome set. We can't wait to tour together. And it was a killer two weeks, man. I can't nothing else to really say.
2: It's <laughs> awesome, man. So yeah. Municipal Waste, you guys are, uh, I mean, the Municipal Waste, you guys are, like, brothers as far as the Richmond thing. Yeah, um, you know, I just saw that Guar is going to be going out on tour with Mudvayne. Uh, so there's got the we got the Lamb of God, you know, the Richmond, Virginia, man. And, and of course, a veil was doing tons of stuff and is back at it. Yeah. Man, and it's something in the water, dude. The Richmond, I, I would love to be it sometime. And then down to nothing, I, killer band. Yeah, down
0: at DTN for sure. Mutually assured destruction. MAD, Killing Pace, Blazing tune. I mean, uh, what's another one? Division of Mind. I mean, just killer bands. I think it's the brain-eating amoebas in the water uh, <laughs> that really, really fuck up everyone's head and <laughs> draws them, draws them towards uh, aggressive and intense music.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice, man. So you're smoking a stog. You ever, you ever think about switching to vapor? You just like, nah, man.
0: Nah, I've tried it. I hate it. I hate it. It doesn't. It doesn't do. It doesn't do what I want it to do. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, a lot of people in the band are like huge vape fiends, sure, and uh, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't get behind it. I mean, y'all can do whatever you want to do. I'm not gonna judge, but not my, <laughs> not my scene. I'll do it the uh, I'll do it the OG way.
2: I got a uh, t shirt. It was uh it was a Metallica shirt, and it was uh, Metallica, but it was in the Marlboro font. I was like, that's old school, dude. It was it oh, was weird. yeah. But it was, a bootleg? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, of course, right? So mm-hmm. okay, Do have they you ever, even smoke. That's so weird. I know. I they probably used to. Uh there's um you guys ever you ever see, you know, traveling, you know, uh around the world, you ever see an enforced bootleg? Yeah, all the time.
0: Really? <laughs> Go on eBay. Every single one on eBay is a bootleg. They're just slight variations in the design Okay, that uh, you're just like, we didn't make that. Like there's no, there's only one, we only have done one design that had our actual faces on it. Mm -hmm. And I went on eBay looking for something and it popped up as like, Hey, you might like this. And it was a a picture with all of our faces on it. And like the logo was like up here and had all this weird. And I was just like, what the is this? I think the first time I noticed we got uh, bootlegged is there someone was making um bootleg patches in Kazakhstan so I bought one. Oh. And uh pretty good quality patch. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't knock it. I mean it's an iron on so
2: is it an honor to being bootlegged? I know it's a terrible thing. I think so. But like you haven't made like it like your so bootleg, hard.
0: right? Yeah, someone someone put enough time and effort into trying to rip me off. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, never, no one's tried to work me that hard before. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick. I've never done anything worth being bootlegged, so I think that's pretty sick. I remember, I mean, like stop, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force
2: you to stop, right? I remember seeing a uh uh like a picture that Toby from H2O he posted. Um, they had played down in Mexico City. And there was like some like bootleg mall outside of their show, and there was tons of H two O merch. And he was like, "Dude, I just bought all these sick H two O shirts. They have better stuff than us." Yeah, Um, I can't remember. Did the same thing, I think. Yeah, Gay Creeper. I
0: was talking to Eric about their first (laughs) time in Mexico. He's like, "Dude, it's nuts. Like the bootlegging is insane," um, but also kind of cool. I don't know. Like, I have like conflicting ideas on it. He's like, "I'd like for you to buy mine." Sure. But uh, because I need I need the money to get home or to the next show, but also, that's a lot of money you put into yeah. <laughs> into ripping me off. So I don't know. Go with God, man. I hope it works out. Go with God.
2: So we're talking about mm. T-shirts. You're wearing an Undeath 200 stab wound shirt. If you if you're not watching the video and you're just hearing the audio, mm. he's wearing this really cool kind of you know it kind of almost looks like a pen and pixel uh no limit or like a three six mafia kind of thing. Like, yeah album cover. Um, if you suddenly had to run from your house and I'm not putting that on you, just something happens and you got to pick one t-shirt that you're going to save. What's your, what's your all time favorite t-shirt that you own?
0: Um, I usually give them all away. Really? Oh so, yeah. Cause I mean, if we're on tour all the time, I buy as much merch as I can Yeah, or can afford. Um, So, when I get home, like, because I just, you know, I'll sweat through something or I'll leave it at a venue or something like that. And then the next day, I'm like, I need a shirt. So, I'll grab one from the merch booth or grab, buy one from one of the other bands that we're playing with or something. And um, at the end of the tour, I end up with like, like this one, it's like I ended up with three undeath shirts, three 200 stab shirts, I think four phobophilic shirts. Wow. And it's just like, I can't, like, and I get home and, you know, my drawers are full of black T-shirts. And it's like, well, I guess we got to cycle the old ones out. <laughs> so I don't really have anything of like insane personal value. Um, I would say the, it doesn't really fit all that well, but I do like it. The um, Are you familiar with uh, Self-Defense Family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the long sleeve Garfield shirt. Oh yeah, on the, on the nice. sleeves it says "No posers, no frauds." Nice. Uh, probably that.
2: Okay. Nice man. There you go. And then it's the first one comes to mind. Yeah. No posers, no frauds. And hey, that's a good statement. At least you got you're gonna save that one. So, uh, so you're not a t shirt hoarder. You're just like just purge no. them all. Just got to get rid of this. I Much I nervous.
0: support the yeah, I buy and and support the people that. I'm with and that i love and i support my friends and then once i give them the money it might as well be a drag like it doesn't really matter um it just doesn't i don't think too much i don't think too hard about it and yeah. if someone like really really wants it well i'll you know donate them all to the uh local record store and he can sell them for five bucks ten bucks or whatever
2: at uh vinyl um, final conflict final conflict yeah i, I follow that guy mm-hmm. on instagram he's got a great store never been there yeah i give i give him trash bags full of merch that's amazing mhm that's awesome just keep uh, it going is it difficult to you know so we started this interview you're talking about you know you're you're hard at work at your day job which is your own business you're a business owner and then you're also you know a musician who's going out to you know on a big label a big metal label um is it difficult to balance those two things
0: uh, I haven't had to balance much yet considering mm-hmm. that we haven't gone on tour yet, but, uh, not this year, at least. Um, it was easy. It was easy to balance when I had a job yeah. because the job I had was extremely supportive and enforced so I could that's leave awesome. whenever I wanted. Yeah. And as long as I could be in, get contacted during the day, then that's all that really mattered. Yeah. Um, and that could go for, you know, six weeks, seven weeks, whatever. But then we got back from Europe. That uh, that company got bought by a different company, and they were not cool with it. They're not down. Yeah, so right before we went on the Slave to the Grave tour, uh, I got fired on Halloween. So the whole time we were on tour, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> and ultimately, I just like, you know what? Cross that bridge when you get home you're you're ruining your time on this tour
2: you're out um, on like the best tour right now,
0: yeah, for real. I'm out with like with good friends and good people, yeah. and me, you know constantly just being in my head about something worry like taking worry, borrowing worry from the future, excuse me, that's the phrase yeah, um wasn't conducive, so I was just like, you know what when you've got the time to think about it when you get home and you've got nothing to do um, and all the time to think about it do it then, don't do it right now so you know I thought well no one's going to hire me because <laughs> I'm going to be gone for you know four months out of the year uh, so I guess it's up to myself to make my own money so that's why I decided to make my own business
2: Congratulations man I mean you're a business owner in, in two rights you know you guys are yeah you know- i don't. <laughs>
0: I'm a partner in one LLC and I own another LLC. So it's just ugh, like it's, it can be mind numbing at times and all the responsibilities and stuff like that. But it's ultimately like the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Bar none. Like,
2: Congratulations. I would
0: much rather do this than anything else. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's awesome, man.
2: Um, Okay. So, you know, when you're having a stressful day, like when you're out on the road and you're stressing, um, or you know, during the height of pandemic, you know, and, and things were getting pushed back and all these things. Um, and you're having a crappy day. What's an album that you can reach for uh, that can, you know, bring either your vibe up, can calm you down, can you know, whatever mood it gets you in, put in a go-to album. What's one of those for you?
0: Huey Lewis Sports.
2: Okay. That's a good one. That really knocks you. That that will
0: take you out of any most things. Um Whatever Doobie Brother albums that has What A Fool Believes okay. on it, that is the greatest way to start your day is that song. Um, I've never had a bad day when I listen to that song, like turning the key, getting in the car, you know, driving to a job or whatever. But I'm going to Fool Believes and you're going to have a good day. Um, let's see if I'm feeling like really jacked up. Um I don't know, like when I feel down, or maybe you can relate to this. When I feel down, I kind of want to make myself feel worse. Okay. And felt like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I listen to a lot of swans.
2: Wow. that <laughs> is upset, Quite possibly just, the most depressing and and heavy music.
0: Yeah, I just I just dig the hole even deeper sometimes. Uh, sometimes a great effect i mean that's usually like when i write lyrics and stuff is when i feel you
2: like, kind of wallow in that for the time being and just kind of own it yeah for a for
0: a night but then when yeah. you wake up in the morning you're just like whoa that was dark and like yep. you gotta can't be can't be doing that every day yeah um but yeah and like that's usually like when, when i write lyrics and stuff like that when i feel that kind of level of pressure or anxiety or um anger or whatever or just self self-doubt I listen, I listen to stuff like that but uh other days like like if me and my girlfriend go on a, a great uh date together um and stuff and the next day i like, oh, like life is great putting on doobie brothers or uh or sports
2: that's awesome man yeah. All right, dude. Well, I'm not going to take up your whole time, whole day. I know you got work to get back to. Um, again, war remains coming out April 28th on Century Media. Hopefully you'll come back to Seattle. You guys were just here a little while ago on that Slave to the Grave tour.
0: Mm-hmm. I believe we'll be back there. We're on two tours. I haven't been announced yet. Okay. And I believe we will be in the area or right. something this year
2: again. Right on. My final question for you. I ask everyone I chat with uh, a bit of an odd question, but pick a scar on your body. Show us if you can, but at least tell us the story of how you got the scar.
0: Well, this is going to be a scar. For sure. Hold on, I got to take the band-aids off. Uh-oh. Yeah, this happened yesterday. Um, I have a lot of scars on my hands because I work with my hands and it yep. happens. Uh, ow, ow, ow. I hate band-aids. Ow, ow, ow. So I was redoing this um, shower uh, redoing all the plumbing, like they're, they're getting new tile, and so I had all the space to work with all the copper piping and um, oh, my hand is still shaking from it uh, I cut like this square edge of the plaster and I was trying to cut the pipes and everything and I was pulling on this one part and it wouldn't give so I pulled really hard and it gave and all the momentum I had, it swung back and cut hit that corner of rock hard plaster Mm -hmm. and just ripped all the skin off of my knuckle it it looks it looks super small it's it's not looking though it took it took two layers of skin off it got down Mm -hmm. to the white meat i'll put it that part put it that way um still bleeding um
2: you can go to the hospital or anything
0: no i don't go to the hospital um i think it's this one yeah yeah i got that from uh, During the At the Gates tour, I staged over in Toronto, and no one called me. And my elbow landed on solid concrete. Did you and get a just, small bow? Yeah, I, it, did, it just blew out a chunk of muscle, oh. and so I had to go to the EMT that was upstairs at the venue to get stitched up. And they're like, "That's too big. Like, and we don't do stitches here. We only like give out band aids." And I was like, "What the fuck are you even here for?" Right. So like we're <laughs> we're gonna have to call the uh, the ambulance i was like i was in canada so i was like oh cool that's free right and they're like not for you and i was like well (laughs) for my then i gotta i gotta be in montreal in like 12 hours so that ain't happening and uh they're like you need stitches i was like how many stitches do i need they said one i was like that's not stitches that's stitch like there's a (laughs) pharmacy right across the street Give me a laundry. Write down a laundry list of things I need. Yeah, to like to like take care of it. I've a cleanse
2: clean. and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and all the you know butterfly bandages to keep it closed and whatnot. And uh they're like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "I'm positive. Like, I am not paying for a, an emergency, <laughs> an ambulance ride, and a hospital visit because you can't give me one stitch. One so two. I'll just." I'll just take care of it for however long it takes. And it took about two weeks to finally like chill out. But the rest of the the rest of that tour, I was like wearing a sling most of the time because it hurt like a mother. Wow. Yeah. It was all black and bruised and it wasn't fun.
2: Ugh, gnarly. Well,
0: yeah, I, I got, I got covered in them. Man.
2: He continued on and he will continue yeah. on. Uh, We'll see him, you know, when he he comes to Seattle, more tours to be announced April 28th, coming out with War Remains from Enforced. Uh, Again, Knox, thank you for taking the time, man. Get back to work. And uh, thanks for chatting with me, man.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you for giving me the time of day.
1: Appreciate it. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?